This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Richie Wellens, we're coming for you. Welcome to Borough Pod. Genuinely can't believe that was there was silence there. I thought at the very least you'd be laughing at me for doing it. I, I listened to his whole thing earlier today. <laughs> it's like, oh, good, he's back. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Barapods. We've got Dean with us. Hello. We've got Patrick with us. Hello. I hope we're not coming for him because we have to go down the table about ten places. <laughs> Yeah, and we got Ben with us. Hello. How are we all doing? Have we had? Are we. I, I assume we've all had quite a good weekend. I certainly have. I've made a lot of furniture, cleaned the bathroom. It's been very domesticated. Also, listened to a lot of football. Yeah. No. Very good weekend. Very very good weekend. It's certainly not going to complain about it, are we? No. No, we are not. We'll get there. Not to complaining about the weekend. Um, First, let's start with uh, Exeter 1, Stevenage 1 in the League Cup on Tuesday night. Um, Went to penalties, which we lost 5-3. Anyone that bothered? Yeah. They didn't shame themselves. Got some uh, younger players, some minutes. Saw some more... Alex McDonald at right back, which honestly I could do without. But no, it was nice to see um, Anderson get some time and get an assist. See what we can mm-hmm. what we've missed from him from the start of the season, and yeah. concentrate on the league. Yeah, no, I, I think I, I pretty much echo that. Really, I think the other thing to note is we've got a, an ever-growing injury list at the moment, which you know, an extra game on a Tuesday night. Could we? Re- I think we've done well almost to get knocked out, but still put up a good enough showing. Um, so yeah, I think with the ever-growing injury, the last thing we really needed was just an extra game on a Tuesday night in a competition that you know, when, um, sadly, we're never going to go on and win. Yeah, I was, I was just pretty much going to sort of say that. Really, it's it's kind of nice to at least look like we tried hard to, <laughs> in a in a competition that ultimately we're not that fussed about. As basically minimum expectations, but it's a mark of how some recent seasons have been that it's a step forwards. Yeah, I'm not sure I'd go so far as to call this one a cracking result as some uh, would be Borough pundits did, but um, you know, acceptable. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, uh, cracking result is it's it's just Cr- typically uh, over over. Uh, optimistic isn't it it's a good performance but at the end of the day it's a draw one all away with Exa in the league we'd say I think any one of us would probably take that wouldn't we absolutely yeah definitely well, there we go um disappointing penalty from Butler again um fair play to the guy for standing up and taking it though um that's about all I've got to say on that yeah, you kind of got to wonder when it's your left back stepping up, or be it one of your more senior players. Like, hey, 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 hey! Dennis Irwin was amazing at her set pieces. We know you love Dennis Irwin, but if you're a wannabe 
goal-scoring player on that team and you're not stepping up and then the left-back misses, you've got to take a yeah. bit of a look at yourself. I always think it's weird how players that are, players that aren't sort of at the forefront of the, like you said, the goal-scoring sort of efforts of the team will then wimp out of taking taking a penalty. I just feel like it's your job and the odds are in your favour. So stop being a wimp. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, you, you would always expect, you, you know, your sort of, your, your forward players to step up. But equally, you have to say, if, if your head's not, if your head's not right, you know, etc., then, you know, maybe the best thing for them to do is to say, look, I don't feel confident enough to take one. But yeah, of course, it, it, you know, from a fan's point of view, you know, it, it, it probably is a little bit disappointing. Yeah. Shall we move on to uh, the transfer deadline and the transfer window as a whole? Yeah, Let's it was a busy day than expected, window. wasn't it? I don't know. What were you expecting? I mean, I was expecting maybe a, a backup striker of the sort of target man persuasion. Maybe a fullback, given that we were forced to play Alex McDonald out of position. And they did a decent job there, but that's not something you want long term. And what we got instead was uh, a couple of strikers and a midfielder. And I'm happy about them. They all seem like decent signings. The midfielder was the biggest surprise because it's recruiting into an area that the squad already seems pretty deep. Yeah, I mean, so mid mid midfield I think is a, it's a bit of a weird one isn't it because I think when um oh, I can't remember his name now a, a Charlton player became available earlier on in I think in the week and people were like oh he's really good and I was like but do we need him hmm. probably not and then he ends up going to MK Don I don't know MK Dons I can't even remember who it is so I, I might just be making all of this up frankly um but uh, we, I think we've done really well overall in the transfer window. Um, we, the only team that's come up from League Two that's really strengthened. And can you remember how um, how we all sort of just a tad worried when the likes of Reeves disappeared and then Gilby disappeared, and we were like, ah. Our uh, our midfield isn't looking quite so strong. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I not. Don't really miss them. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I was certainly one that was in panic mode. I think, especially when those two, like Gilby and Reeves, were off, and it was like, oh god, how <laughs> how do we replace that? And actually, we seem to have not only replaced it but improved on it yeah yeah I, I have to say sort of touching on the Reeves Gilby situation at the start of the summer I think if there was any Stevenage fan that wasn't particularly worried you know I, I'd, I'd be very surprised you know mainly because they were so good last season and I think we're thinking well if we can't keep hold of Reeves and Gilby then you know how on earth are we going to even strengthen that midfield uh you know, to compete in a higher division. But, you know, all of the players that we've signed so far in that midfield area, you, you've just got to be so impressed by them. You know, like Louis Thompson especially, I've, I've just been so impressed by him. Uh, it was a, it, I thought it would be a real blow yesterday when, you know, when I looked at the team sheet and he wasn't there. But I think touching yeah. on Harvey White, you know, him coming in, I think it, he's a player who... You know, did we necessarily need a body in that position? Probably not. But he's a player who has so much, like, he's so technically gifted. I think if he becomes available, it's a move that you've got to make for the best interests of the club as well as well as the team. You know, he's a player who is still young. Spurs fans thought would end up breaking into their first team at yeah. some point down the line. You know, he's a player who... You know, I'm, I'm not just saying this as, you know, oh, we should just develop players and sell them on. But you could sell him on for a serious fee if he becomes the player that they were expecting him to become. 
Yeah, I, th- I think that's something you always have to look at at this level, isn't it? That we're all we're almost always going to be considered a bit of a stepping stone for players, you know, coming coming down from academies in in the in the championship and in 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 the Premier League, where maybe they haven't quite made the cut yet, um, but they've got a lot of potential, like a like. Uh, I've gone blank on his name. Help me out, boys. <laughs> genuinely, yeah. Sorry, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Harvey White. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those where it's we got to look at not only what he brings to us now. We probably didn't need to buy him, but he makes us better. Yeah, he does yeah. so. And and there's there's that sell on potential, you know. We can do we know how many years he's been given? Is it two? I don't I believe know so. Top of my head. Yeah, I believe two would be about right. The other thing that he brings as well is he's an excellent set piece taker, which some which is something that we you know apart from Forster Kasky, do we really have that at the moment? I don't think so. I mean from. Crossing situations. Dan Butler did well this weekend, but we'll come on to that. We will come on to that, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was that good a free kick. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I'm not because I'm not sure he. That's what he meant to do. Um, but you know, we'll get there. Uh, I'm just going to run through. I'm just going to run through the list of the other the other um, signings. Um, shamelessly stolen from Ben's Twitter. Um, <laughs> Tay Ashby Hammond, permanent deal. Again, fantastic signing. I love having that man between the sticks. Um, obviously, it's Chris, Christian Hedgie on loan. He's done. He's done pretty well. Um, so really nice to see a competent backup who you've got to assume is going to be playing mid midweek this week in the uh, the EFL Cup. It's no longer the Pizza Trophy, is it? Yeah. Sad times. Um, Nathan Thompson, Finley Burns. Who has been marvellous and is already in that. Sorry, go on. Finley Burns, maybe aside from someone who you're going to touch on later on, who I think everyone knows I'm a massive fan of, I think Finley Burns has been the best piece of business we've done. It's not far off. I absolutely agree with that. It's not far off. Um, He. uh, He's already bordering in territory of don't fall in love with low knees, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, I just realised I'm sitting here nodding away to everything you guys are saying, but we all can't see each other at the moment. But it, yeah, there's like a, he seems to bring sort of a, a calmness, doesn't he? He seems very, very assured in everything he does. It's quite like the early Van Cooten days where yeah. you get the odd bit of like, the chance Leighton Orion hit the bar from, he got kind of outstrengthed and levered out of position and that allowed him to get in behind. And that'll happen once a game. But for the rest of the time, he's so solid and calm with his distribution and the way he mops things up that you can kind of forgive it. It's beautiful what you'd expect from a young defender. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Dan Butler, who uh, has been impressive. Without like setting setting the world alight, I would say um, he's been very solid. Um, he uh, he's very good at putting pressure on the man in front of him when they're receiving the ball and winning the ball in in that initial react interaction. Um, we saw it. We we saw it against uh, Portsmouth out on that right flank, where the play I can't remember the name of the player he was up against, but their their first touch wasn't all that great. So on the odd on the odd occasion where his first touch was good enough to keep the ball under control, Dan Butler really struggled against him. But because his first touch wasn't all that great, Butler was mopping up ev- almost almost everything that went to him, um, yeah. which which was fantastic. Because if we'd have had a defender that likes sitting off, not putting and not and not getting that talent challenging, it could we could have had a really really long day watching that battle down the right. Fortunately, we didn't. Moving on, Reese Hannum. We haven't really seen, but seen seen much from him. If any, if anything, say there's pro- probably no real. It's, it wouldn't be fair to really talk about him yet. It's one. Um, 
Yeah, uh, Louis, Louis Thompson. I'm pretty sure it's Lewis and not Louis. Everybody says Louis though, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with what I think is what I heard heard from a commentator that is correct. Lewis Thompson. Uh, he's been he's been a bit of a revelation in midfield. I think he's been fantastic for us so far. Yeah, there's no no disagreement. Yeah, arguably, arguably best one. Yeah, cool. Uh, Harrison Neal. Again, we've seen a little bit of him so far, um, but again, probably not enough to really make a fair fair judgment on. I'd say the same about Nick Freeman, but what a goal he scored this weekend. We'll get there. Don't 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 jump on that just yet. Harry Anderson again. Uh, we know what he can do because he 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 ruined us a couple of times a few years ago. Um, but uh, we again we we're, we're sort of waiting to see on him. Uh, Alex McDonald, who he was one of the least exciting signings for me in the summer. Um coming in from uh Gillingham. Um and I was a bit like, oh God. Uh but I I might I might be in love with the man. <laughs> he had a fantastic game at right back against Portsmouth. Yeah, desperately brilliant. Man the match Good. by a mile actually. Um Ben Thompson who in the in, we've we've seen seen a bit of him and he's looked very, very much like a very good sort of deputy in the middle of the park. I don't think he's going to be starting a hell of a lot of games, um, but he's a really good player to have on that bench to bring on. Uh, Aaron Presley, who I'm not 100% convinced by just yet. I I have to say, with Presley, I think everyone knows that I'm a big advocate for what he brings to the team. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing I have to say with him is that when when he uh, uh, it was really evident in that Carabao Cup match against Watford, when he is on the pitch, he's such a nuisance, and it's so handy to have a player like him up your sleeve. You know, if you if you're struggling to create, because he puts himself about, he puts himself about so much, he actually creates so much for the for, for the team. But you know, I, I think. He he has been, I would say, a good. I'd say a good signing so far. Even though he's not going to guarantee you goals, but it's a bit like Danny Rose last year. I'm not sure if that is exactly the first thing that Evans is looking for from Presley. No, I think that's fair. Um, I I like a lot of what I've seen from him, um, but there's. Um, I just want to see. I. My my big thing all season last year was like we can create as much as we want, but if we can't score goals, um, and if you look at the amount of chances we converted to the char- amount of chances that we uh, we 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 created, our percentage was very low, and it was one of the worst in the division. We scored, uh, we actually scored plenty, but if we'd have scored the same sort of percentage that Orient had out of the chances they created, we probably would have won the league. That's how profligate we were. Um, so I, and I look at I look at Presley. And I'm like, oh, it's just more of the same in that department. It's really frustrating. Like you, we know what we're going to get with Jamie Reed. He's going to miss 43 sitters, but he's going to score 20, 20 blinders. So you sort of don't mind. But we, with having him, we need the Robo, Roberts. We need uh, List. Even we need Presley. We need them to be a little bit more. Uh, Clinical. Clinical. A little bit more dangerous in front of goal. And uh, Presley missing that fucking sitter. I wasn't going to swear today, and I've already done it twice. Um, that sitter against uh, Portsmouth. It, those are the type of misses that just, just 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 sit on my shoulder, and it's like the devil on my shoulder going, yeah, but you missed that. He's not that good, is he? Really wound me up. Until we sign McNeil and maybe Hemmings, I would have said that Presley was the guy who had the biggest drop-off in his direct replacement because we basically didn't have one or you put Roberts out of position and then he's um, you know yeah. less effective than he would be if you drop him in and have him playing as more of that support midfield type role. Yes, it, it, it would compromise a lot, a lot about the way we play if you had to put him up there, wouldn't it? Yeah, there's less of a concern for me after the, the last... Week well late last week signing so uh, that's a, that's a positive to have that depth. 
well, that you bring us on to Charlie McNeil and uh, Kane Hemmings there. Um, I didn't expect two forwards coming in. Well, and Josh no. March going out, which is the other thing, isn't it? Like, I, w- I that came in, and I was like, well, that's that's a surprise, but it's probably a good sign for Elliot List's fitness because you wouldn't be shipping out a guy who basically fulfills the same role as him and Reed, I suppose, to an extent. Mm. You wouldn't be weakening your squad depth if you weren't confident that List was, you know, back to basically full fitness. Or you didn't have two more coming in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I was, I think, when we did our wrap-up at the end of the season, I wasn't a massive fan. I mean, March was all right. I don't think he bought anything particularly special. Um, and without wanting to sound too harsh, I don't think he'll be missed, especially given what we have bought in, in instead. Yeah. Um, but I would, you know, I would have been, I would have been fine if he'd, if he'd gone over like, you know, the beginning of the summer, the fact that all right, it happened on deadline day, but we've, yeah, we've got two more in and well, I'd say, obviously we'll touch on it, but one's off the mark already. So it's, yeah, it's not bad. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn happy with how this window has gone as a whole. It does sound harsh, but if you're brutally honest about it, like if you had to lose one, he's the closest to the court line, I think. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Even even if he had scored two bicycle kicks, <laughs> I think he brought. I think he he offered a lot of effort, but only rare glimpses of real quality. And I think. I think in a league two like title chase and, and automatic race, that's not that mu- that's not that much of a problem because we really needed that hustle. Um, but the 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 overall quality we're facing this season, the quality of defender we're seeing this season, not only are they much more physically adept, but they're technically technically far gift, far more gifted as well. So I think that. I mean, they should be, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I agree with Pat completely. Um, as as sort of brutal as it might sound, he's the one that you can afford to say goodbye to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's gone back to Har- he's gone back to Harrogate to replace a player. They didn't end up selling. <laughs> and it bodes well for us that we can let a player of that quality go because certainly... When we were coming mm-hmm. towards the end of our League One stint last time, like March would have been one of the better strikers in that squad. It's a mark of how far we've come that he's now the, you know, most dispensable striker in the squad. I mean, this is the this is the this is probably comfortably our most technically gifted squad ever. Mm. Yeah, I would say that's... as much as much as I love Graham Wesley Mark II squad that came. Came up from the champions, uh, the conference to League One playoffs. As much as I love that squad, this squad, will, I I think, would give them a hiding. If I'm really brutally honest about it, certainly would these days. No, it's that <laughs> that squad was just ridiculously well organised, and they knew yeah. what they could and couldn't do, and they didn't try and do stuff they weren't capable of. They just played within to maximise their own potentials, and you saw those you know, Henry Wilson type um, understandings that gave them that extra few yards on other typical other teams because they mm-hmm. just knew each other's games so well. And Yeah, we you're always going to miss that because it was a beautiful thing to watch. But what we have now is more likely to take us forwards, I think. Absolutely. Anything to add, Ben? No, not particularly. Uh, pretty much. I'm oh, so glad you're here. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but fair, fair. Like, like we've we've covered it pretty well. We covered it pretty well already this season, earlier in the, the the window. But um, yeah, and obviously we haven't really spoken about Kane Hemmings and Harvey White, but um, we uh, we haven't seen anything from them for us yet. So again, it would be pretty harsh to. Harsh to yeah. speak about too much, but we we sort of know what we're going to get from Kane Hemmings, certainly. Um, ben, 
just talk about Harvey White just for a minute. What's he gonna What's he gonna bring bring to the squad? Yeah, well, I, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, Harvey White, he technically, I would say, would probably be our most gifted player. I'm, I'm pretty pretty confident uh, in saying that his set pieces are going to be quite important. I feel I feel that he. His corner delivery, hopefully, you know, especially with the, the threat that we carry from from set pieces, I think that could be really important for us. And the other thing is that he can, he can take free kicks, which I cannot remember the last time that we scored a direct, uh, uh, we scored a free kick um, like straight from straight from the kicker, um, you know, without somebody else getting on the end of it. So I'm very excited by this one. I. My, I'd say my one sort of worry. I had, I had a Spurs fan who, you know, he watches a lot of the um, under twenty three stuff. He, he sent me a message through when we signed Harvey White, and he said, you know, technically he'll be unbelievable for you. And he said the one, the one reservation he, that you know you could have about him is that he physically may not be, you know, he might he might be a little bit lightweight, but. I think it's something that will come with experience, and I, I, I personally think that Harvey White could could prove to be one of our best players this season. Nice. Uh, I I think the last free kick, direct free kick to have been scored might have been. I think Joe Martin scored one. Joe Joe Martin was the first name that came to my mind. Um, other than that, there was one. Luke that was a long Norris. time ago, though. It was ben, one Luke ben Norris. Did Coker score one? Coker against Luton, I think, in the Carabao Cup, maybe. Oh, I'm not. I'm not Ooh. sure. Don't quote me on that, but I think I think I might be right on that one. No, I mean, I mean, we we are. This this is going out like you quoted yourself there, buddy. Like, <laughs> um. Anyway, I've I've asked Borough stats to to chime in and let us know. Um. So obviously, like he'll reply to that. Let's talk about Saturday, shall we? Oh, I yes. Know we're itching to, well, I know we're itching to do it, ain't we, boys? <sighs> what a game. I mean, like... <coughs> beautiful. It's not often that you go away from home and feel so comfortable for such a large portion of the match. Like, they started strong, pushed Leighton Orient back, felt like the better side. Leighton Orient had a little spell first off where they penned us in a little bit, and that was the point they hit the bar. They're most threatening mm-hmm. point of the game. But even then, you're thinking, like, the way they keep attacking and coming back into it, we're going to come back from behind, even if we go behind. And the second half was very comfortable indeed. And it shouldn't be that comfortable going away from home, but... To know. the League Two champions. Oh, well, yeah. It's, as I say, it's, it's a mark of how differently the club's off-seasons have gone, that we seem to have taken a big step forward and they have stagnated if not stepped back a little bit from what we saw last season I mean yeah so just touch on that quickly before I rattle through the the match stats Um, the only player they really signed that's an improvement is Piggott up top isn't it someone that we we would have been on quite happy to see come in for us to be fair yeah I, yeah yeah exactly you know we hadn't signed we hadn't signed Presley at that point so I'd have been delighted with seeing Piggott come in personally um, yeah he was a name mentioned by a lot of fans when we were on that lookout for the time yeah um, but yeah I mean you know they've lost they've lost um, oh, the keeper uh, I've forgotten his name he's gone to Burnley yeah that's it, Vigoro. Um, they've lost uh, Paul Smith, um, and they've you know, they bring, brought in Bryn who in goal, who's fine. Um, you know, he's not a bad goalkeeper by any measure, but he's he's not Lawrence Vigoro, is he? Um, and the other signings they've made, they've just sort of they're a very young side. You know, I think they, uh, Richie Wellens said that their average age on Saturday was twenty two. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of there is a lot of quality in their side, um, but I mean they were they were they were they weren't great were they? Um, stats wise over the over, on Saturday over the ninety minutes or you know ninety or oh, hundred and forty four minutes or whatever it was. Actually, this one wasn't too bad, was it? Um, 
we had 10 shots to their eight. Obviously, they hit the woodwork. We had four on target to their two. Uh, we also had four shots blocked. Um, they actually dominated possession 67%, um, which is which is pretty significant. Um, a lot more touches of the ball. Uh, their pass success rate was a lot higher than ours as well, 75% to our, our 49 Um uh, uh, aerials they actually dominated in the air apparently as well um, they won 24 uh, 24 balls in the air to our 19 56% um, won to, our, to us just 44 um, but crucially offensively we actually were far more dominant um, than, uh, than than they were with that, with that um, comes to tackles we won the ball cleanly a lot more than they did. We won the ball twenty-one times from uh, t- from twenty-six attempts, where they won the ball just seven times from fifteen um, corners. They had uh, they had nine to our six, uh, and uh, yeah, and I think our I think our use of the ball when we had it was had it was just a lot more decisive than theirs. Uh, if you if you look at their pass success rates and uh, the amount of possession. We've just we've we we have been quite direct, but you know if if you if you're playing a bunch of kids, which you know effectively we were, um, which uh, footballing god Richie Wellens uh, admitted uh, full time, um, we we played we played against a very young young and uh, not physically dominant side. You're going to set up to play play a particular way and to win the game, and we did it. We did it, and we did it well. Um, I mean, if, if you're a smaller club in a league with fewer resources than most of the teams you're coming up against and you're away from home, you're going to set up to be solid and defensive and try and nick the odd one from a corner or something. And if you can nick three, so much the better. And, you know, you can gripe about that all you want, but that's just what a sensible team does. And particularly if you're griping about it because, oh, my squad's smaller and younger, well, you know, you built your squad and picked your teammates. So, talk to the mirror. There was there was a um, there was actually a compliment in his uh, in his post match, wasn't there? It, it it was very short and pretty succinct, but it was basically like, yeah, yeah, they outplayed us. Uh, like, <laughs> he just kind of shrugged it off. Uh, uh, one comment I saw on Twitter, which I liked, was. Uh, Stevenage out outthought, outfought, and outplayed us. Um, and I was like, now that is very that is beautifully succinct, succinct because that's exactly what we did. We used our heads, we played played to our strengths, which happens to be their weaknesses, and we 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 came away with a, a, a rather a rather dominant looking win. It was comfortable. I'd never have guessed we only had 32% possession because it didn't feel like that. It felt like a game, for the most part, for the last hour, that we had under control. Yeah, what you've got to remember with the possession um, with us is because we don't press, pretty, our pressing when they've got the ball in their, in their defensive third is pretty much non-existent. So all the... I reckon a lot of that possession is probably them passing the ball around the back when, and trying to find the opening in the midfield. But, you know, if you set up in a way that, that, that you sort of minimise those openings, it doesn't really matter how much possession you have because it's very effective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about the goals. So obviously, uh, Charlie McNeil opened the scoring uh, from a uh, Dan Butler free kick from the uh, from the left. Uh, I uh, I think it was a an unintentional poor delivery from Butler, <laughs> and and I think it was also an own goal. I, I'm glad you said that because I saw it and I thought it looked like an own goal straight away. Um, but I mean, you know, if you're in the area and you're a striker, you're going to claim it. So, hundred percent. If anyone's letting him have it, we'll let him have it. I just. I just I've looked at it a number of times, and I'm actually looking at it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to try and look at it again now. Just move the, just move the highlights onwards a little bit so I can actually see it. I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it's going in if it doesn't take a nick off the defender. 
Um, I think it looks like it's cutting right across the six-yard box without that touch from the defender. So I think the dubious goals committee would 100% <laughs> take that off of him, unfortunately. Um, um, they haven't done yet, though. It's still, it is still credited, as far as I can tell. It is still credited to uh, to Charlie. So um, we'll let him have it, shall we? Why not? I mean, goal or not, it was a good debut for him. He had a good hour where he created a lot of um, options for people looking to play forward passes, and that's what you want to see. And that's what sometimes we've struggled with is that lack of movement until the ball is played. So getting some players in who will move to create the angles and the options for people to play balls into, it gives us an extra dimension that we sometimes have lacked. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to getting a proper look at him uh, next Saturday against Craw uh, against Crawley. <laughs> against, we'll never um, play them again. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're doing pretty well at the moment. So, um, but no, you're right. We won't. Um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to getting a good looking look at him against uh, Carlisle. Um, And hopefully he gets gets a hat trick against the them, um, and ho- hopefully we put like six seven past them. Uh, that that make me happy. Uh, Dan Sweeney's goal, ball in from um, a really good corner actually. Found finds Pidge more or less on the penalty spot. He heads it on to um, Dan Sweeney, who's who's attacking it at the back post. Uh, Orient half hearted p- appeals for offside. Um, but crucially, Dan Butler was behind uh, his man um, when Pidge makes contact with the ball. So good to see him back. Um, not just not just back, but back playing well and getting on the score sheet. Um, by all accounts, he seems to have been man of the match over the last last uh, last week or so. Or oh, sorry, player of the week. Hmm. Yeah, he looked very solid. Um, well, sounded very solid. And, uh, you know, it's nice to get him and Pidge back together to make everyone swoon and to uh, give us that big threat from set pieces. Yeah, it, I, I, I just, with those two, just imagine those two and Presley all in the box together. It's going to be chaos, isn't it? Absolutely nightmare. Although it's a nightmare for Stevenage with Presley and uh, Pidge. If they continue the way they were going against uh, Portsmouth, they were they were they were more effective defending each other than any <laughs> Portsmouth player was, weren't they? Yeah, we commented on that on the last show, and it's uh, but they'll work that out on the training ground, I'm sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, moving on to moving on to the third goal, lovely ball forwards from uh, Dan Butler to Listy, who uh, falls over, uh, it sort of bobbles around a bit, and then Nick Freeman's just like, oh, I'll just have it. In off the in in off the uh, sort of half volleyed in off the uh, crossbar sort of your bow was it didn't he? It's lovely, it. lovely finish. I wondered if you were going to do it. If you weren't, I was going to. But yeah, we do. We love a Yaboa goal, don't we? We we do love a Yaboa. Everyone loves a Yaboa, don't they? I ben, mean, I co- did you know what? Did you know what a Yaboa was? I do know what I I, I have seen the Yaboa. Don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm <laughs> And I called it Tansy-esque on Twitter, mostly to annoy the old uh, Tansy scapegoaters. Yeah, I, I hope that Freeman's able, able, able to build on that, really, because it, it up until yesterday, I wouldn't say that his Borough career really got started, so to speak. And no. I think, yes, that, that goal, I think, I'm hoping, could be, you know, what really kick-starts his career at this club, because, you know, yesterday he was excellent. Yeah, it showed enough in pre-season to tantalise us. But not enough, and then the injury just set him back a little bit to start the season. So it's really great to see him and Anderson coming back in and giving us those like multifaceted attacking options which you need to yeah. um, create the opportunities at this level. And what was noticeable yeah. for that chance was Orient had time to get back and crowd him out, but mm-hmm. there was just no urgency from the players in that midfield to get back. The defenders were scrambling to yeah. bobble it clear from our two strikes and it just fell to him and he had the time to hit it. And, you know, players are going to score if you give them that sort of time at this level. It's just how it goes. So 
that's something they need to sharpen up on and maybe heads have dropped and they've given up on this game already, which is a really bad sign this early in the season. It is, especially after what was, by, by all accounts, a very good performance against Cambridge the week prior. Um, they really they really sort of shut the bed this week. Um and and downed tools halfway through the uh, halfway through the match so um yeah nice to see for us isn't it um, yeah, I just want I just want to touch sorry I was just, I just wanted to touch back on Freeman I think he'd have been man and match if it wasn't for Dan Sweeney having an absolute riot in defence and getting a goal uh, Freeman sixty nine percent pass success rate so you know he really wasn't letting the team down in that respect um, one. 100% of the aerial jewels he was in, um, 100% of the drib- the attempted dribbles, he he was good on. Tackles, tackle success rate was 100%. Like the man literally did nothing wrong um, on, a, on on Saturday. So it's it's a real performance that we, uh, like Ben said, it, it's a real performance to sort of give, that he needs to springboard and, and springboard from and take forwards into, into the, uh, into the rest of the season, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, he might have been slightly rueful back when Forrest Green let him go and went into League One without him, but he'll look at him 18th in League Two now and be thinking how tables have turned. Yeah, and, and he gets to eat sausages and stuff now as well. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> All the important things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's, not, it's, it's nice to have him back, and like you said, like, to... Uh, to kind of come back on top of his game rather than having to work back into it. And I mean, I was particularly vocal myself on, on the number of mistakes, individual mistakes that he seemed to be making towards the end of last season. But then for a guy, I suppose he played, what he played like 52 games or something last year towards the end of the season, I, I guess physically and mentally there's definitely a fatigue. So whatever has given him that extra rest, because we were never really told what what his injury was. Um, but yeah, it certainly seems to have done him well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Barra Stats has replied the last for a direct free kick was Cokes against uh, Luton in the Carabao. Thanks, Chuds. So what was uh, Yeah, thanks, Chuds. Well done, Ben, you bastard. You can quote me on that one now. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised to see uh, Burns and not Sweeney in that midfield role ahead of the three centre backs? Because when the four centre back starting lineup came out, I thought it was going to be Sweeney ahead of the other three. Um, I'm going to say no, uh, mainly because I don't see that as being. Everybody else seems to think that would be a really good position for Sweeney and I'm really dubious about it I think I think Burns with his similarities to uh, Van Kooten was the obvious choice yeah yeah possibly I I mean it could have been Nathan Thompson even like it, it really you know I, I, I but it was the right decision I, it was the right decision 100% oh it proved to be right I was just surprised when the game started and Dean has no opinion on it at all <laughs> sorry I'd muted myself um, no I, I, I like it I think I mean it gives you you know if he if they don't perhaps feel he is 100% fit like it gives you a, li- a little more space because there's another level behind him then if he's going to sit in that middle then then it's a little protection for him and the team but, uh, but yeah like you said Regardless, it certainly seemed proved to to work, didn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, shall we? Uh, are we done with Borian Snorian? Uh, or should we move on? Or has anyone got any, any more to add about the game? No, nothing. Nothing really. I mean, everything that I said about Orient on in my sort of opposition analysis, I'm pretty I think was pretty accurate. Um you know I, I think I think they did exactly what we expect them to, you know, and, and Barra played it in a way, you know, that physically, you know, we, we did it we did exploit both that, that, that were highlighted. So yeah, 
Um, no, not 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 too surprised. Apart from the the, the score line, not not too surprised in how the game panned out. Yeah, I mean that's two in a row against Orient now that we've won three 0 in it. It's good times, yeah. And it's uh, it feels like the squad is starting to come together and get fit as well, which is a nice sign. Um, we actually might make a bench of seven at some point, which would be exciting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, registration deadline is the only reason why we didn't do that yesterday, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, right, moving on. Uh, AFC Wimbledon uh, up in the uh, in the EFL Trophy on uh, Tuesday. We are away at the uh, the Cherry Red Records Stadium. I can't I can't say it without shuddering. It's vile, isn't it? <laughs> um, Uh, yeah, so they're in uh, they're in League Two, obviously. Still, they didn't have a great season last year. Um, they're currently sat in fifth, though. They they recruited fairly well over the summer. Obviously, they've added the likes of uh, Reeves to the side. Um, they picked up uh, Ryan Johnson uh, from um, those bloody Northerners, uh, Stockport. That's who they. That's who he, he was at. Um, they've got some good players down there. You know, Harry Pell. He's a pain in the ass. Uh, Charlie Lakin's there. Uh, James Ball as well. They're, they're basic. I mean, they're almost Stevenage B, aren't they? Um, Unbeaten except for that loss to Chelsea in the League Cup. So, you know, yes. they're, they're they're a decent outfit that wouldn't look out of place in the bottom quarter of League One, probably. And yeah, it's the sort of game that. Both sides are likely to make a few changes from the league teams because no one takes this cup competition as seriously as they do. And certainly Steve forewarned that there'd be plenty of changes going into this one. And in a way, that's what you want, I think, because we've got a lot of new people in the squad now. Um, Some youngsters who need to get some game minutes and experience. So it's a really good chance to blood that a little bit in a game that matters a bit less if it doesn't go the way you want it to go. It's just you know a learning experience for people. Yeah, we've also got players like like Sweeney who could probably just do with the minutes in their legs. Listy could do with the minutes still. Um, you've got the likes of, but then you've got the likes of uh, Harvey White who, you know, probably will want bed blooding early, I guess. Um, and Kane Harrett as well, who you know you're going to want to want to get minutes in his his legs early on. So um, it's a good opportunity not just to not not just to sort of get get some of the young. Young lads, but also get some of the, the new lads and some of the injured lads sort of back, back going, I guess. Um, so it, it, I, I'm a bit annoyed that uh, I can't go to this one. It's it, as much as the ground is vile and the name of the ground is vile. It's one I've always wanted to do and never have. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. It doesn't sound like we'll see Sweeney starting from post-match presser because he was saying that yes he can do two games Tuesday Saturday but you wouldn't want to make him do Tuesday Saturday Tuesday Saturday so he'll yeah, save him for enough. the Carlisle game in the league that really matters yeah um, I, I'm looking for oh god I'm looking forward to that one it's all the more exciting because we've got some new players to look forward to seeing and uh, that's always good yeah um, so Carlisle coming into this one, uh, their last five uh, loss against Harrogate in the uh, EFL Cup. Um, then you've got a loss against Oxford, 1-0. Uh, a draw with Wigan um, and then a 2-0 loss at home against Exeter and then a 1-0 loss against uh, Port Vale. Um, oh, sorry, six games. Uh, and then a win uh, the weekend, 2-0 against Shrewsbury. Who you know we've seen Shrewsbury, we know what they're about. That's that's not all that surprising. Yeah, Shrewsbury or Mayor. Um I fancy our chances against Carlisle. I really do. There's no reason we shouldn't be going into that thinking this is a game we should be winning home against a team decent chunk below us in the league already. What mm-hmm. is it? Eight points behind us. So yeah. yeah, you've got to be targeting three points from this one, and uh, there's no reason we can't take them. Yeah. Um, again, looking at their squad, a few a few decent signings. Um, Joe Joe Garner's there, um, which you know does surprise me a little bit. I thought even at thirty five, I think his his level might be a little bit higher than that. Um, they've obviously kept Thomas Holy, that giant goalkeeper. 
Um, but they also do have uh, Jokul Anderson there, uh, and we like him. Um, well, we used to. Um, obviously, you've got the likes of uh, Sean Maguire there, who's uh, handy, handy winger. You've also got Owen Moxon, who's probably the best young. I say young, he's 25, he's not that young in football terms anymore. But <laughs> one of the best young, youngish midfielders in the league. Um, Jordan Gibson's also there. Um, so they, they do have a, they do have uh, some some very handy players, um, but I, I yeah you've got to expect that we're going to want to put a show on against those those lot, aren't you? Um, especially because especially from a fan's point of view, because you know we we know that they all they're going to do for ninety minutes is moan about moan about us, and then for two two or three days either side on Twitter. All they're going to do is moan. So, <laughs> really hope they're going to we we give them a good eye in. Frankly, yeah, they're lucky it's on a Saturday because at least they can bring those like fourteen thousand fans with them, so they'll be all right. Right, exactly. Uh, I swear to God, if they don't sell out, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Because all the <laughs> shit they give everybody else for not taking twenty twenty three thousand people to every game, um, they they fucking deserve it, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, on a like six hundred mile round trip. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, bastards. Not if ninety five percent of them live in London. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, should we have a look at the League One League One table, boys? Can we? Yeah, <laughs> Cheltenham are bottom, um, winless, one point. Fleetwood second bottom, winless, one point, and now managerless. They sacked Scott Brown this week. Um. Burton winless, two points. They haven't sacked. Uh, they haven't sacked Dino yet. They wouldn't Can't dare. It's going to. I mean, people have done it. Um, I, I wouldn't imagine that's going to be far off. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm not taking any joy in that whatsoever. I promise. Um, Leighton Orient fourth bottom, four points from six. Then you got Carlisle. <laughs> Um, our weekend's opponents they're 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 twentieth fifth. Then you got Bristol Rovers, Charlton, Reading, Northampton, Shrewsbury, Peterborough. <coughs> Sorry, boys. Blackpool, Cambridge, Derby, Wickham, Wigan, Barnsley. Um, and then Lincoln, uh, all the way up to seventh. And then in the playoffs, in the playoff spots, you've got Oxford United uh, on twelve points, Portsmouth on twelve points. Then you've got Vale on 13 points with a staggering minus three goal difference. It's impressive to got impressive that they've won four of six with a minus three goal difference. I love it when it happens. They really must have had some uh, just one terrible game. Yeah, they beat seven nil, didn't they? Yeah. Seven nil. That's right. Yeah, and, and Barnes and Barnsley now can't buy a win. Uh, actually, no, they've had two on the spin. I take that back. Um, you've got Stevenage uh, third. 13 points. Bolton, second, also 13 points. So we're actually uh, tied on uh, records um, and uh, goal difference, but they, uh, they they take second spot over the fact they've scored more, um, but we have the same goal difference. And then you've got um, Exeter, top of the pile, which surprised me a little bit because looking back at the game on Tuesday, I was like, oh, they're all right, I suppose. They've been very tidy at the back so far. Two goals conceded have, in six. Yeah. Two, two goals conceded. Which, uh, well, yeah. But if you're only if yeah, and we'll we'll see how whether they can maintain that because they haven't scored that many. It's uh, a great start. You missed out uh, Wigan in twenty first, so Leighton Orient are just outside the relegation zone on other teams. Oh, that's penalties. right. That's right. The the table I'm looking at hasn't got Wigan's point or Reading's points deductions on it. I've just noticed that that's re- that is embarrassing. I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tweet them and tell them that they, sh- they, sh- they should be ashamed. Also, I don't know how they're doing that because wherever they pull it from would have that. So they must you be think? calculating the points themselves, which is a very strange thing to do. <laughs> you um, need more reputable sources. <laughs> I am, thorough- I am a- absolutely astonished, and I am bemused, and I'm all of those sorts of words, and, and actually pissed off. <laughs> Fuckers! Uh, uh, make me swear again, the minges. Um, I'm completely thrown off. I don't know what's going to go go to next. Someone else will do something. Say something. 
I heard a lot of people saying, oh, it's our best ever start to a season. And yes. sort of, I suppose, in one way of measuring it in terms of points. And we were second at one point with Gary Smith. Now, I prefer not to remember any of the Gary Smith era because that one peak was not <laughs> worth the monumental trough that followed. And I didn't <laughs> enjoy watching a lot of the footballers in that side as well, actually, because there was a lot of bellends. But <laughs> it's not technically the highest league position we've ever had. So, you know. No, but it's the best start in terms of the fact that we came, we we got ourselves up to second in about October, the beginning of October, late September. So if you look at the first month of football, we've never been as high as third in League One. It's the most promising start to a season we've had, bearing in mind what the squad looks like. I'll say that. There's not a lot yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, uh, with, with, injury, with injuries and suspensions and what have you, it, it, is, it is a very, very good start. Yeah. Well, I, joke, I joked the other day that we we were uh, we're on our way to safety before Christmas, <laughs> <laughs> and then it, and anything above that we we would have taken before the season before anybody kicked the ball. It feels uh, very reminiscent of last season, doesn't it? So far, just a, just a very pleasant surprise. Like last season, we were like ah. Uh... As much as the club are going, you know, we, we're going for this, all of us were sort of like, oh, God, yeah. As long as we're not sort of, as long as long we're not in a relegation scrap, we'll take it. And then come October, we're like, okay, we're third. This is weird. It's good. And it's happening again. It is. It's great because yeah. I was kind of expecting, well, you know, within the predictions, I was expecting a a tough fight of a season where we win a few, we lose a few and we shock a few people and we end up kind of mid table comfortable. And it's looking like it could be a good step better than that. And, you know, we've been here before with Wesley, but we're doing it in a much different way this time. And it's a way that feels more sustainable. More sustainable. Absolutely. There's, yeah. yeah. There's something like the squad seems to feel more balanced, doesn't it? I mean, I mean, I know, like Ben commented on the fact that we've got quite an injury crisis at the moment, but you feel like when when there is a time, if there is a time where we have all those players back, we're much better suited to to everything to be able to handle everything. Like like you said, that Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, when when we have the crap weather and games get postponed, like it won't it won't be such a kick in the teeth. This time for all those like all those players in what was a fairly skeletal squad last year, which is you know what saw us take a, a dip in form. It feels like it's different. It's the same, but it's different. Yeah, yeah. They've absolutely weathered the storm of the uh, lack of centre backs and come out with one defeat plus knocked out of a cup competition that we're not asked about. So yeah, it it bodes really well. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that, Ben. No, no, nothing to add on that one, really. Okay, well, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> I, is that everything? Is that? I, don't, I mean, we've done an hour. That's probably about it, isn't it? Yeah. Why do I feel like we haven't covered everything? I mean, we didn't gloat about the Leighton Orient game that much because uh, you know. It, that's that, that's how comfortable it was. You don't need to. And we're yeah, we're better than that anyway. <laughs> I, 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 I did a lot of that on Twitter. To be, fair. I was going to say that's a, that's reserved for Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> I did an awful lot of that on Twitter. I've uh, and and honestly, I've um, <laughs> I've bookmarked so many tweets. <laughs> you set yourself up for it. You deserve to get it, right? That's just how it goes. Right, exactly. Exactly. Um, anyway, uh, f- football football and God, uh, Richie Wellens nil. Steve Evans, th- six at this point. So, um, yeah, have that, you bastards. Yeah, it's nice being a, a one-dimensional unit if you're winning all the time. I'm fine with it. <laughs> right, exactly. Plan... Plan B fails. For Plan A fails so irregularly that Plan B is not even required. I'm fine with that. 
there are teams that are going to beat us, but they didn't. So, oh, it's nice, isn't it? Mm. If you're lucky, we'll see you next season, Leighton Orient. No, we won't. One, one way or another. Yeah, we'll get them in the FA Cup and they'll bloody win, wouldn't they? <laughs> from, from, from League Two. Um, anyway, uh, Dean, Pat, Ben, thank you boys for joining me to talk shit. Pleasure as always. Yeah, thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, Yeah. Cheers, boys. Uh, Up the borough. Woo! I really need to get better at that bit, don't I? I really need to get better at this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Outros are overrated. What do you reckon the player's favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Maccas? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.